Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. Thank you all so much for tuning in this episode. Big shout out to all our friends of the podcast. we got the Vegas Squares podcast down in Vegas. Uh, sports talk by sports fans for sports fans. Check them out. They cover the entire gamut of sports talk. Down in Fayetteville, Georgia, we got Zero Gravity Games. Please visit them for any user and vintage gaming needs you might have. Stop by the shop. Say hi to Ronnie Mac from the dude Sunny D. Uh, up here in Winnipeg, we've got B-Boys Honey, uh, available in a wide variety of flavors. I personally uh, love their cinnamon honey, but they're in a wide variety of stores here in Winnipeg and in Manitoba. Check them out. Great locally made sourced product uh, for all you honey fans out there. Also in Winnipeg, we've got uh, Selfix Doctors located at 666 St. James Street. Please visit the... Please visit them for any cell phone, tablet, and screen repair needs you might have. Mention the Seems Legit podcast and receive 10% off. Last but not least, we've got Skin Dimensions, uh, tattooing and piercing located uh, here in Winnipeg on Corden Avenue, right beside uh, the uh, famous bar Italia. Please visit them for any tattooing and piercing needs uh, you might have. Great people, great shop. They do great work. Can't say enough good things about them. Uh, and as I've said before, the vast majority of my tattoos have been done by them. So... Uh, biggest shout out, of course, and the biggest thank you uh, goes to all of you uh, for the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit podcast. Really, thank you so much. Uh, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. All right, let's get into it. So today's episode, I kind of wanted to do uh, something a little more kind of personal talk uh, to all of you about uh, some things we can do to, of course, improve our lives or maybe help get us through difficult times. And that's uh, work ethic. And uh, really what I want to talk about today is a very simple concept. And that's that there really is no substitute for putting in the work. <clears throat> There's nothing that can substitute the work. Uh, I was watching the uh, WSOP main event coverage. Uh, I'm usually up late, so I was watching the uh, late night stream on Poker Go. Uh, it was Ali Najad and Nick Shulman, uh, three-time bracelet winner, including uh, won his third bracelet this year in the, I believe it was the 10K uh, Pot Limit Omaha High Low, which in my opinion is actually one of the most difficult, like for an individual game. So not talking mixed games and all that, but I mean for an individual game, I think it is one of the harder ones, if not the hardest um, at least one of the more difficult ones, in my opinion, other people might have a different perspective, but in my opinion, pot limit Omaha high low is a very difficult game. Uh, but nonetheless, he won his third bracelet in that, uh, to go along with two other bracelets in uh, no limit deuce to seven, uh, single draw, which as we all know is my favorite and best game. So, uh, Nick Shulman, congratulations. Nick Shulman, um, on the broadcast, uh, sorry, I think this this little piece might have come even uh, when he was doing the television broadcast and uh, during the break with Kara Scott. But either way, it was Nick Shulman that made the comment. And the question that went to him was, you know, what are some ways that players can improve? And, uh, you know, because a lot of people watch the main event, especially on TV. And he says, well, watching the main event does not just make you a better poker player. Uh, and I've agreed with that. I've said that before. Watching the main event does not just all of a sudden now you know what it takes to win the main event. Um, there's a lot of bad habits that can be learned. Uh, a lot of bad plays that happen that somehow get through that players get confused into thinking are good plays. Um, so that's not it. If you're going to do time studying, watching the main event is because you're either a poker fan, you're interested in the main event, 
whatever it might be, but it's not necessarily to become a better player unless you have that deep-rooted uh, insight and expertise and experience playing poker where you can analyze and break down what's happening. So for when I watch the main event, and I'm sure there's a lot of other players out there like this, when they wa- uh, when we watch the main event, and I'll speak for myself, when I watch it, um, because of the expertise I have and because of the knowledge I have in poker, and especially in No Limit Hold'em and all the years and all the hours I've put in, all the hands I've seen and all that that I've done and all the knowledge I have of the game, I can watch it and break it down and understand what are good plays, bad plays, things I would do, things I wouldn't do, how I would have done things differently, whatever it might be, I do that. And oftentimes uh, when I'm watching with people, they'll want to hear what I have to think about a hand and they'll break down the hand completely and I'll be like, wow, that was either exactly what was going to happen or exactly what didn't happen, whatever it is. But um, I take great pride in the fact that people do respect Uh, my poker knowledge, uh, my poker wisdom, so to speak, and hearing me talk about poker and my breakdowns. Uh, So I do uh, appreciate that. And being able to do that takes a certain level of expertise that comes with time. The whole thing is, and and he says, to get that expertise, you have to put in the work. There really is no substitute. Watching the main event one year does not make you eligible to win it the next year. You have to put, if you want to get good at anything, is my kind of extrapolation. But Nick Shulman's thing was, if you want to get good at poker, you have to study good quality material and you fucking have to put in the work. You have to play the hands. You have to put in the hours grinding and playing, getting better. Um, And as I've said before, we all reach different levels of poker playing ability, knowledge, all of that. So don't think all of a sudden, oh, hey, I have to do this if I'm going to be at Nick Shulman's level, or if I'm going to be at Sunny D's level, or if I'm going to be at Phil Ivey's level, or whoever's, you, you know, you aspire to be like. No, you get to whatever level you want to do because that's for you. And I never want anybody to feel ashamed uh, that they aren't at a certain level. You get to the level you want to get to, and that is for you. But to get to whatever level and to be the best at that level, you have to put in the work. There is no substitute for that. And I th- and the big thing there for me is it's something that needs to be extrapolated, I think, into all aspects of our lives. When we look at and we get frustrated or we have goals we're trying to accomplish, whatever it might be, it's important to understand that at the end of the day, we can change a bunch of variables, but to truly get better or to put ourselves in better positions to succeed, there really is no substitute for the work. You know, and I look at university students when I was in university, or I look at people now that have kids going into university, like older friends of mine, whatever it might be, and they want to accomplish something. They want to get into law school, medical school, dentistry, whatever it might be. You can be the best interviewer in the world. You can be the best test taker. You could have the best score on whatever individual thing. You need to put together the whole fucking package. You need to put in the work. You need to get the good grades. You need to have the interview skills. You need to have the testing skills. All of these things, you don't magically do it. You don't all of a sudden talk to someone, have a conversation, watch a YouTube video, whatever it might be, and decide, hey, now all of a sudden I'm fucking better at whatever it is. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to put in the work. And when you see people around you that you may know that have succeeded in whatever branch of thing they might, um, professional study or professional endeavor that it is that they've done, 
I can guarantee, or I'm almost willing to guarantee rather, I should say, that the common denominator is they put in the fucking work. And that, and I mean, it comes in so many different things. And it can start as young as back in middle school, high school, the kid who never fucking went out partying and drinking, doing drugs, being stupid, and just stayed home, did his work, watched TV or her work, you know, maybe watched some TV, play, you know, had a computer game they like to play, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, made sure their work took priority, developed those good habits young, and fucking continued through. Um, that thing, people, oh, they'll burn out. That's always a, a crutch that people use to begrudge those other students that are that put, you know, their studies forward and as their priority, they're like, ah, they'll burn out. There's no way they can do this. Well, here's the thing. If you develop those good habits, it just becomes the habit. It just becomes the way you do things. So it's not so much a matter of burnout as it's a matter of this is just they've trained themselves to be that way to put work first, to do their homework, to do their readings, to do their studying, to not be tempted by these things. And yeah, it might sound shitty to one person, doesn't sound so shitty to another. And for those people that go on and have succeeded, I remember being in my 20s and looking at them being like, oh, that person that went to high school is already of this or they're already of that. And being like, whoa, that's fucking awesome. I love seeing those because it gives me things I can share with you guys here on the podcast. But not only that, it's nice to see that kind of what I've been saying for all these years, as I've always said, I'm just, I was always just ahead of the fucking curve and being able to know kind of how things work. Work ethic is so important and putting in the work to get what you want to do and to train or to change the way kind of your behaviors might be or patterns might be is always worth it. It's no different than for instance, getting into shape. Like for me, a big part of it is where do you start? You know, when I have Mitch Calvert on here from Mitch Calvert Fitness, great guy, great fitness coach. The hardest thing for people to do is where do I start? What information do I look at? What information do I get? What information is correct? What's correct for me? What's going to work for me? What do I do for me? These are all valid conundrums and concerns but you have to start somewhere and you have to just make that decision that you're going to start. And I think that's the, the first step whenever you're looking to undergo any kind of putting in the work type effort. You just have to make that decision that you're going to fucking start. You know, for me, getting into shape, I mean, there was a part, it was, it was a big part of it was a, you know, that finally get that wake up call being like, yeah, this isn't fucking right. And whatever it might be, sometimes you look in the mirror and you're like, fuck, no, this is not how I'm accustomed to looking. Sometimes it's a health thing. You know, you go to the doctor and they say, hey, guess what? You got, you know, you need to fucking make some health changes here. Whatever it might be, you know, sometimes it's personal tragedy, somebody you know, whatever it might be, you have to make that decision to start somewhere. So I made that decision, especially, uh, you know, it kind of all started, as we all know, last fall of making sure to put in that work. And where do I start? How do I start? I remember day one was simply, okay, let me take half an hour to do some, you know, a little bit of weight training or whatever it might be, cutting out foods. I remember, I think the first step for me was cutting back, was cutting out beer. I stopped drinking beer. I was like, okay, let me just go through like a month here, not drinking beer, cut that extra carb out because I'm not getting the activity level I need to do it. Okay. Then we started increasing the activity level. And then before we knew it, 
And I had people that had seen me, you know, end of summer or whatever it was. Now they're seeing me, you know, in November in Vegas. And they're like, holy shit. Like, good for you. You've lost a bunch of weight. You know, you're looking good. And I said, yeah, this is just the beginning. And you go through little stages of it. You know, and I think a lot of fitness and health coaches talk about that, the different stages, right? And a big part of it when I was telling Jess was I don't want to just, you know, do whatever I can, you know, go on a crash diet, try to lose as much weight as possible. No, I want to re-gear my body back to when I felt fucking amazing all the time, you know, physically, mentally, whatever it might be. How do I do that? Okay. I need to go back to there. So that was my end goal was being like, I need to get back in the best fucking shape I can be in. How do I do that? Well, I need to start somewhere. So start by adding in activities and I'm, and for all of you following me on Instagram and here on the podcast, right? It started, you know, then going skating, finding the time to go to those public skates, you know, going to the, uh, going to the arenas when it was frigid as shit, uh, as hell outside, going to the uh, public skates, the open skates at the arenas, doing my hour of skating, right? Uh, went away for new year's, came back. January was kind of the same thing, but I started to develop a lot of bad habits again, started eating way too much again, was not getting in the activity. And I actually put back on somewhere and I was like, okay, fuck this. We need to actually up this now. We're no longer in an introductory phase. And secondly, for me to say, oh, I'm in an introductory phase was kind of a bit of a cop out on my, uh, on my part, because I was such a high level athlete younger into when I was uh, much younger and when I was into my early twenties that I was like, wait a second, I know how to train. I know what goes into training. I know what to do when I go to the gym. I know the exercise. I know the workouts. I I've been doing them. I just recently over the last couple of years decided to fucking stop for some reason, sit around a lot more and eat crap food. Okay. So we need to start changing all of those things. Decided to rejoin an old gym of mine, go back and fucking bust through. And yeah, does it, did it suck some days at first? Yes. But it's for you to make that decision that, okay, you know, it's going to fucking suck, you know, and whatever it might be, whether it be studying for a test, studying for a professional designation, whatever it might be, it starts with making that decision. Okay. This is the goal. Now we have to start the work. You have to fucking start the work. You can be the smartest person in the world. If you're not going to put in the fucking work to learn the material, guess what? It's not going to go anywhere. Sorry, and I hope this isn't like brand new news to anybody, but it's fact. You have to put in the fucking work. And there, and you look at different things, right? Sometimes you see people that have made in whatever endeavor it is, they weren't necessarily the smartest person. They'll tell you that. I'm not the naturally smartest person. How did you get fucking work ethic? I put in the fucking work. I knew I could make up for all those people that felt super entitled because of how naturally quote unquote smart they were. If I just work harder than them, I can create opportunities. Ralph Engelstad, who uh, famous, who's a gazillionaire, he uh, famously back in two thousand early two thousands donated a hundred million dollar, built a hundred million dollar arena and training facility for the University of North Dakota because he felt if it hadn't been for the studies he got there and the the education he got there uh, as their third string goalie, he uh, would never have made what he made out of himself. And built them this beautiful arena. Still, in my opinion, one of the nicest arenas I've ever seen. Uh, I would love to go back, actually, down to UND for a couple of games. Maybe this winter I'll convince Jess that we can take some road trips down to uh, Grand Forks for some uh, hockey. But nonetheless, uh, Ralph Engelstad Arena down Grand Forks. And there's a plaque kind of as soon as you enter. And it says, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And I remember my uncle 
Uh, my mom's brother took me to the very first game in Ralph Ingolstadt Arena. He pointed that plaque out to me. I guess he had been on a tour of the arena beforehand, so he kind of knew some stuff. Um, and I was very close to my uncle growing up. Uh, so he took me, and we were both we're both still hockey fans, and we would go to the games. And he took me to the game, and he pointed that plaque out to me, and he looked at me, and he says, that right there is such an important lesson. And he says, don't ever fucking forget that. The harder you work, the luckier, the luckier you'll get. And that's something that I kind of resonated through my teenage years, and I was like, you know what? And every time I work hard and do whatever, I was like, you know what? It's true. These things kind of do just create, you know, all of a sudden, it isn't so much luck that, hey, you're, you know, when I started doing track and field, it's not luck that you're winning races. It's I'm putting in the fucking work to become a better runner, and therefore, I'm, I'm beating everybody here. Okay, that's what it is. You know, you put in the time training in the summer so that you get to hockey season. Yeah, it's no wonder you're making the best teams. It's no wonder you're playing the top lines. Or, you know, in, as a goalie, yeah, you can stop everybody's shots because I'm putting in more fucking work than they are. And I knew friend of mine especially in those kind of grade 10 11 12 years now you know being cool is a big thing you know partying's a big thing hanging around members of the opposite sex you know you start having sex you're fooling around with members of the opposite sex all those things are big deals i didn't have that i guess i benefited in a way from being a bit of a loner and an outcast kind of because what else is i gonna fucking do okay just go and train you know you put on your under armor you go out in the field and you fucking train right you know i was you know I'd go out and rollerblade for hours at a fucking time because I'm like, I want to be the best skater. And that was, I want to be the best goalie I can be, right? Doing the stretching, waking up in the mornings, you know, doing the stretching, going to the gym, you know, cutting out all that kind of garbage food. And I remember getting just fucking shredded and like looking and be like, wow. And then once I got there, I was like, you know what? In hindsight, it was fucking worth the, the work. And I just want to tell you, like, it's something I've done. It's not like I'm telling you this and preaching it. And it's not something I'm not doing right now. It's no different than with my, with, with right here on the Seems Legit podcast, making that decision. I want to have a podcast. I want to have the number one fucking podcast on the planet. That's my goal. I want to be that person. You know, or, you know, when it comes to playing guitar, I want to be the best guitarist I can be. I want to be the best podcaster I can be. I want to be the best poker player I can be. And when seeing Nick Shulman say that the other night, it just, I was like, wow, yes, I need to, I want to do one of these episodes again, talking about that. Because it's so important to me. I think it's such a valuable lesson we can do. And it's, it's applicable across so many spectrums of our life. You know, I talk about the fitness thing, sharing my kind of, what I, what I'm doing right now. My kind of get in shape journey, you know, as I said, I retook up jogging again on the tread, you know, really pushing that running on the treadmill. When I was down in Vegas, I said, you know what? Just one day I was in the hotel gym. I said, you know, let me just go and see how long I can jog for. And I got for fit through and I was like, I'm just going to do it for 15 minutes and see how that 15 minutes goes. If I can get there, great. And 15 minutes kind of flew by and I was like, wow. That wasn't that bad, actually. And then it became my thing. Okay, let's go and do 20 minutes a day on the treadmill. Because I knew I was going to be sitting down at poker tables the whole day. You know, so you're sitting down at poker tables, drinking beer. You know, you're stressed out. You're, you know, your brain's going a mile a minute um, while you're playing cards. You know, so you're like, okay, let me just take this time to do that. Since I've come back, boom. The other, uh, I think it was yesterday, I was doing 25 minutes. When I got back, yesterday I pushed it. 40 minutes on the treadmill done 
40 minutes of running. I did a 10 minute incline walk and I was like, all right. You know, and I was talking to my mom yesterday evening and I said, you know what? So now my new bar is that 40 minutes. I have to find a way to get through that 40 minutes. No matter how sore, how tired, how much I don't want to fucking do it. That's my new bar now. I've now set that for myself by doing it the one time. Guess what? Now I'm now that's what I have to do. I now know that. Right. And I mean, these things come with age and experience and a lot of things. And that's why hopefully uh, listening to this, I'm giving you guys some shortcuts as to be like, okay, let's cut some of the crap out and get to the good stuff. And that's what I'm trying to do for you in your lives as being like, okay, I, we all go through funks. Maybe I can help you through some of these funks. That's kind of the big purpose, one of the big purposes of doing these kind of episodes here on the Seems Legit Podcast, getting you through these funks. And it's applicable to anything. So anything you want to get better at, change, learn, do, the only way to do it is truly to put in the work. You have to do it. Um, for instance, when I do my skincare episodes, as I say, it's not about breaking the bank. It's not about product endorsement. That's why, you know, I'll post pictures on Instagram of these are the products I use, as an idea, an example of products I use. And I think sometimes I've even posted the price tag to show you guys like, yeah, I bought that for $4.99. Face scrub, $4.99 at Marshalls. It's good enough. It's fine. You know, the discounted shaving brush, it's fine. You don't need to go and buy a $300 shaving brush. You know, my my uh, straight razor that I use, I bought two of them. They're 30 bucks each. I've had them now for like three years. So, and I, I use the disposable lay ones. I've talked about that before, right? Again, getting good at straight razor shaving. You have to put in the work. First, confidence with the blade. Second, put in the work. No different than cooking. I've talked about that too. No different than cooking. You don't just get good at cooking by watching other people cook. And by, I mean, eating food is one part of it. You do have to eat to kind of develop a palate. But you don't really get that, pardon me, confidence in the kitchen, you really do not get that confidence in the kitchen without spending time in the kitchen. You don't get good at chopping onions by watching other people chop onions. You get good at chopping onions by chopping fucking onions. Period. There's no magic there's no magic done there. You know, you don't get good at making any particular dish or service without fucking putting in the time. Skincare, same thing. You know, you have to make it part of your routine to decide, hey, you know what? Um, I'm going to go and change my skincare habits. You know, before it was re relatively rudimentary, it might have been splash some water, think that was good enough. No, put in that time, you know, make it a part of your habit. What, you know, your morning habit, your after workout habit, your, your before bed habit, all of these things are so important and what you'll find is they eventually become part of the daily routine and habit. Putting in that work in whatever thing is just kind of what you're now doing. You'll be thankful for it. I can tell you right now, it fucking sucks at the beginning. Always does. Always does. Growth hurts. That's why there's growing pains. Growth hurts. But it's always worth it in the end. So I'm going to leave you guys off there on this episode. I uh, don't get too preachy on this, but I just thought I'd do that uh, today's episode on that to kind of reaffirm that idea there of just making sure that people find the time to put in the work at whatever it is they're trying to accomplish or do. Have to put in the fucking work. 
Anyway, I thank you so much for tuning in this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the, at the dude Sunny D. Once again, that's Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. Thank you so much for tuning in this uh, episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Big shout out again to all of our friends of the podcast. We've got Vegas Squares Podcast. We've got Zero Gravity Games. We've got B-Boys Honey. We've got uh, Skin Dimensions Tattoo and Piercing. We've got Selfix Doctors. Thank you so much. Take care and bye-bye for now.